This is the Crisis Point Podcast. I'm Rob Dinsmore, and this is episode four. Music by Scott Buckley. Imagination. How do you use yours? Do you use it to the full extent of its capability? Do you imagine with your heart and your mind and your soul? Take letter writing. You know, the the power of writing and reading letters. You know, the kind that you send in the post. We have to imagine yourself in in a context or a scenario. When you're reading a letter, imagining the crisis that's being explained or the celebration, imagining the person's hand moving over the paper and what they're feeling. And with reading letters... It's not an instantaneous communication. Letters are, are, are a particular length that, that invite you to step inside the life of the person writing them. And you can tell a lot from the handwriting or the spacing. You can even begin to detect tone in between the lines. The Apostle Paul spent a lot of time writing letters and more than half of the New Testament is taken up with letters that he's written to churches all over the place, all over the Mediterranean. And what we see, what I see in these letters is he reveals something of himself and it's this full commitment to the people and the communities that he loved. Now, it's not like community we think of today, uh, you know, like civic communities, like the Boy Scouts or, or clubs or charities. This is a particular kind of community. It's really a family with a lots of adopted members. Some of these he spent time with in the past. Others he's never met before, but he knows all about the troubles that they've been through, all about their hopes and dreams and aspirations. And he uses this idea of stepping into someone else's shoes and traveling with them for the long haul. And he's also cleared to make his voice heard with humor and sometimes with concern. You know, when we're engaging with other people, I wonder, are are we using our imagination in this same way? I think of social media where at best we can relay a one- or two-dimensional aspect of ourselves, and we are only able to understand a very limited aspect of someone else's life. And maybe even that portrayal is controlled or filtered. TV is even worse, where it is actually completely contrived. And we only understand what the director and the creative producers have in mind for us to understand. So this brings us to our conversations with God. And you know, there are those of us who may not think that we pray and may not think that we talk to God. And actually, I, I want to challenge that. I think a lot of times we, we say things in moments of desperation and we think are in our minds or in our hearts. And actually, that is a prayer. Now, it's not a conversation as such because... We're not always listening to God, but I could say that for many Christians too. I think of the foxhole prayer, which is the most real 
the most basic, the most authentic dialogue you can imagine. Where in moments of extremis, of extreme danger, worry, concern, fear, people say the thing that's on their hearts. And it's real. And you know what? God can hear the tone, the emotion. He can hear all of those unsaid things that are buried deep down inside that foxhole prayer. And maybe you've prayed prayers like that. I know I have. For Christians, our imagination is stoked by Scripture. This is a living letter written by God, written by the Holy Spirit, divinely inspired. And it's an ongoing conversation where God imagines himself in my life and in your life. And you imagine yourself in God's life. It's a two-way street. Using our imagination to its absolute fullest helps us to see the world and other people in real three-dimensional aspect. Vivid, dynamic, sympathetic. Now, reading the Bible and praying are some of the most powerful ways to expand your imagination. To dream, to believe the impossible, and ultimately to hope. You know, you can only really hope when you have a bold vision in your heart. I've had some amazing conversations this week with people who have been healed of various things. Some have been lifelong illnesses, chronic lung disease. Others have been healed from traumatic uh, automobile accidents. I've seen other healings face to face. And it's just absolutely blown my mind. You know, I get this feeling when I'm in the presence of somebody sharing a story like that. Or when I see it happen before my eyes, there's a feeling that goes right up the back of my neck. And it's a warm, tingly feeling. And I know that God is speaking to me in that moment when I hear that story or I, I see that prayer answered. You know, healing is a conversation with God. You know, so many times we bring our needs and concerns to God, even in our desperation, and God is absolutely great with that. He loves that. You know, God seeks after a real dialogue, a conversation that involves you, involves your voice, involves your feelings. And we can offer that. And, you know, the, the imagination that explodes out of realizing that all of these things are possible just makes us want to believe more things about God that are amazing and miraculous. I've known people who've had their eyes opened in this way, people who've been healed or seen others healed, people who've had things like debt completely resolved in their life in a totally miraculous way, and it's helped them turn their lives around completely. And you know, it's helped them see other people in new and in beautiful and colorful ways, ways that see them as more human 
more lovable. Don't we need a bit of that in our world today? I invite you into the into the imaginative space where you can envision yourself in a deeper life, in a deeper reality than what you're experiencing currently. And if you're stuck in lockdown like like my family is, we crave that. We need it. And I love having those conversations with God and with other people who've been affected by God. Have a good week, guys. I'm praying for you.